The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. And look at Brandon in the chat. Says perfect timing. I was waiting on you, Brandon. And now that we have you, we are good to go. This is going to be a fun episode. Um, I, I'm pretty pumped about this one. The whole like title, right? What would it cost for the 49ers to trade up into the draft? Um, you know, with where things sit currently, the 49ers are not picking for a while. Um, and so what I wanted to do is I spent the morning just kind of going through playing with some different scenarios. And we're going to do some of those live uh, via the PFF, you know, mock draft simulator to get some kind of not only what it would cost to trade up into certain number ranges, but also what are some player targets and positional targets that could be available in those spots? Uh, probably one of the most common questions I get is what would it take for the 49ers to get up into the first round? Um, and the answer is probably too much. And you know, that that's maybe perhaps another, if you want to trade your future first, then you can do it. But if you're not want to trade your future first, which I don't think the 49ers are in that uh, realm at all. Um, and a lot of the reason why that is, is, this is not a top-heavy draft. It's not. A lot of that has to do with the COVID exemptions. Uh, last year's draft, or two years ago, draft was top-heavy. That's why so many teams were doing all those trades. You had all those quarterbacks, whatever else. This year, I currently have 13. Um, I, I'm kind of on the fence on a few, but I have 13 absolute first-round grades. Um, and I'm not really spending a lot of time on those because, again, I don't think the 49ers are going to get there. Now, somebody's sitting there saying, yeah, but there's 32 picks in the first round. There's 32 teams. Just because a player goes that high does not equate um, that there are that many players worthy of a first-round grade. Yeah, Greg is Khan. I love the name. He says 15 first-round grades, according to Peters. Yeah, that was from Matt Barrows um, on The Athletic, which was a great article. Like, And again, they've got the 49ers got 15 first-round grades. So why would you trade a first-round pick to get up into the 20s unless one of those guys fail. Does that make sense? Um, and again, shoot, I might as well catch myself now. There are only 31 first-round picks this year because the Dolphins got docked a pick for, you know, meddling with Tom Brady and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there we go. Kevin with being a D gaming channel nailed it. So we've got some questions. Clayton, the man, the myth, the legend is behind the scene. So he's going to be starring your questions as we go through this. We've got a little bit of news. Then we're going to tamper around with what it would cost the 49ers to trade up in what range. Um, uh, Jimmy says, hat game always strong. Thank you, my friend. Uh, I, I, I like hats, man. I like hats. I like hats. 
Um, so, uh, dude, he even got the emojis on there, the Niner game. So there is a little bit of news coming out. Not too much with the 49ers, even though it does exist some. Derek Carr signed with the Saints, which is probably some of the biggest NFL news. Um, and I think it's important for the 49ers just within the context of where will Jimmy G go. Now, why is that important? Because the amount that Jimmy Garoppolo gets determines the compensation pick that will come back to the 49ers. So the more Jimmy gets paid, the happier uh, 49ers will be because they will get a better compensation pick. Does that make sense? So that's why we are tracking this. So Derek Carr signs with the Saints. Four-year, $150 million, comes out to $37.5 million per year average. Now, that is the primary determination for compensation picks. Now, more good news. Derek Carr will get paid more than Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I consider Jimmy Garoppolo to come in much lower than this. And I'm curious, okay, if Derek Carr got $37.5 million per year, I want you to answer this question in the chat and Clayton to pull up some of those answers. What do you think the average per year that Jimmy Garoppolo will get? Um, again, it's going to be lower than Derek Carr. There's no doubt about that. But in your opinion, how much per year will Jimmy Garoppolo's deal average? Um, that is one of the questions that I want to see how people answer. Because I've been saying it's going to be close to 30. Uh, Kevin says 30 million a year. Now, the compensation formula is important because Derek Carr doesn't count. So Derek Carr was not on an expiring contract. He got cut, right? So because of that, Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to get the highest price deal in the free agent market, which if that's the case, guess what? Niners get an additional third-round comp pick the following year, 2024, which is great news for everybody. Nick says two years, $56 million. And again, the higher the number, the better. Uh, we want Jimmy to get paid. Hopefully it's in the AFC. Uh, the fewer good quarterbacks in the NFC, the better. And I do consider Jimmy Garoppolo a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Um, and I'm very, very happy for him to go elsewhere. I think it's important for him. Uh, I think it's important for the 49ers. And whatever team he goes to is going to be very, very lucky to have him. Now, a bit of interesting news, and this was kind of on the combine, comes from Rich Eisen, one of my favorite people in the NFL, you know, kind of walked away from SportsCenter in its prime, started the NFL Network, and now he's a media mogul. He dropped a bit of nuggage talking about how Phillip Rivers reached out to the 49ers during this season um, when Clayton and I were together um, at the Dolphins game. When Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, Brock Purdy stepped in. Game was incredible. Apparently, uh, according to Rich Eisen and a couple other sources, Philip Rivers reached out to the 49ers asking if they wanted his services. And 49ers kind of said politely, I think we're okay, uh, which is interesting. Um, would he been, you know, wanted to come back and be a backup and all those things? Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I just thought that that was interesting. Um I don't know. Things could have been crazy, but they weren't meant to be. Brock Purdy proved to be as great as everybody, better than anybody had thought. It just didn't work out later down the road. So I'm glad that we stuck with Brock Purdy, but man, could you have had both? What would that have looked like? The world may never know. Um, that That's what it is. So here we go. Let's dive into, let me see here. Let, let's bring this 
sharing our screen up and all this fun stuff. Let's do this correct. So we're using the PFF mock draft simulator. And, you know, I pick the 49ers. I'm only going to click on three rounds because, again, I'm focused on what it's going to cost to trade up. Okay. So th there's, there's a couple. Here's what I am willing to give up. Because next year is so stinking important. So if we're just looking at what draft picks we have this year, you can kind of see at the bottom of the screen, right? Um, I, I think that this is kind of the, the big thing because we got three third rounders, three fifth rounders, a sixth, and then three to four seventh rounders, depending on the finalization of the comp uh, picks this year. That should come out in the next week. But also, we have to keep in mind next year picks because the Niners have a lot of – not even comp picks. We get the full haul back next year and then some. <clears throat> so, for example, we get back our first-round pick. We don't have any more, more of those for that Trey Lance trade. This is 2024, right? We get back our second rounder, our original third rounder. We get back an additional third round, so we'll have two third rounders next year too because of the Jimmy G deal. Now, here's the issue. Um, we will not get our fifth rounder, but we got everything else. And, of course, another third round pick comp pick for the Carthon D'Amico Ryans hiring. So next year, you are talking about a lot of heavy draft capital. This year, not so much, even though you got 10 to 11 picks. Next year, you've got eight easy, and they're going to be a lot more valuable, right? So if we're talking about trading up, let's go through a couple scenarios, one trading this year's picks and one trading this year and next year's picks just to kind of see where we can get to. All right, sorry, I had to take a drink of coffee there. Um, so let's start this draft. And let's see what it's going to take now. I think that there's a couple caveats. I'm going to stop it right there. <clears throat> there's a couple different layers of spots you could jump up to. So I paused it just at pick 42. Okay, so this is the, the Cleveland Browns are on the clock, but we don't care about that. What I care about is this draft pick range, kind of that 40 to 45. So... And every team is different. So we have to look at, okay, what will it take to jump up this high using this year's picks? Now, if I offer two-thirds, the number 99 and number 101 to get to 42, 0% acceptance. Okay, it's not happening. You've got to juice it up. If you offer all three-thirds, it's still not happening. So if we're just looking at trying to jump up um, using this year's picks, it's almost impossible. You know, I, I mean, you, you could do so much, and a lot of it too is I don't think the Browns are a good trade partner because they don't have a first either. So I'm gonna res I'm gonna resume and then pause again. So now we're at 47. Let's see if this will change things. It's not. Um, our picks this year just are not bringing it up. You know, you can offer almost the entire draft selection process that we have, and they're still not touching it. So 47, still not there. So let's just keep it going. Let's jump to the first pick or one of the first picks in the third round, pick 67. Okay, is it possible to jump up here with our picks? All right, now we're talking. You know, the way, the place that the 49ers are set, you know, to pick, our first pick's number 99. 
101 to 102. So we got three out of four picks at the end of day two in the third round. So to jump from 99 to 67, you're talking 32. That's a full 32. That's a full round jump, even though we're in the third, because the third round has more than 32 picks, right? So if you do that, you have to offer two-thirds, man, and the 166 pick for that to be, you know, just a 52% chance being accepted. And so you can kind of see what it's going to cost to jump up and, you know, okay, so I'm going to offer, not that I think they should, 99-101 in the 157 to jump up to 67. I want I want to see if I can get their – no, I can't even get their pick back. They don't have any late rounders. So I'm just going to offer this trade and see what happens. Uh, they took it. So two-thirds and the number 167 pick to jump up 32 spots. Now, okay, now let's play this game. We only spent this year's picks. What are the type of players and positions of players that are available in this range? And again, this is so much based on PFF's board and how they set things. And it's going to be a huge change after the combine. And that's a great thing. Um, you know, right at the top of the list, the Northwestern Edge, they have ranked 40th. Um, you know, double A is what I call them. Uh, Debo Ware, it's hard to say, you know, just absolute freak. And it's a positional need underperformer. But really high character, really high athletic. It's at a position of need. Um, you know, you kind of Sam Laporta, the tight end. Good Lord. Is it worth trading all that assets, all those assets, to jump up and get a number two tight end? Some people are going to say yes. A lot of that's going to be a knee-jerk reaction after the Tyler Croft non-block right in the you know the NFC Championship. Carl Brooks, I think he'll be there later. later. If you're dying for a safety, Sidney Brown, that would be absolutely huge. And you can kind of see uh, where he fits, six foot 205, which is exactly what the 49ers like in their defensive secondary. If you're looking for an outside corner or safety guy, they've got to be close to six foot. They got to be close to 200 pounds. Those are the thresholds. Uh, probably 5'11, 185 is the bare minimum um, that they'll go after. Sidney Brown fits that. I think he's great. Um, LT's nephew, which I really, really do like, you know, speed-wise and all those things, but he's small. So he would just be, you know, you're talking about somebody that's just going to be a slot guy. I don't think you trade up for that. Um, you, but again, what we're doing here, this whole process isn't for a player. Don't fall in love with a certain player at this point. We're asking each other, is it worth the capital to jump up for these types of, of players that are around Jordan battle safety, Alabama. I know people don't like Alabama players. I know the 49ers don't uh, because of the coaching staff. And, and again, I'll say this, all Alabama's players come in way shorter than what they have on their thing. Like they totally oversell everybody. It's just not to be trusted. We found that out firsthand, but doesn't mean they shouldn't be drafted. You just got to take a lot of grains of salt with them. Derek Hall. I do like him out of Auburn. I think that he's pretty solid, 6'3", 256. That's something that I think would be good. But again, so my question to you guys is this, and I want to see this in the chat, and Clayton, let's throw these up there. Would you want to do this trade for the players that we are seeing on this board right now? Um, yes or no? Uh, Greg says not worth it. Uh, Isaiah McGuire, that's somebody the 49ers have had in. Tucker Craft, I really, really like. There's good players. And I'm not saying there's not good players. There's great players here. But 
what I am saying, and I agree with Tim, he says no as well. This is something that I don't like. I'm just sitting here just saying, man, I would much. And again, the way my board is starting to fall, which we're going to be sharing with every Patreon member. Um, uh, ooh, Greg, it says I do it for Hall. Uh, you know, try to get that edge ranked or that edge guy come in. Derek Hall out of Auburn is who he's talking about. Um, I do like that player, but uh, David says not worth it. Keep the picks. I'm finishing up and working. We're working really hard. Uh, shout out to Sergeant Brian. Shout out to Brian Carter. Shout out to Josh. Uh, man, we are working really hard. We're going to be releasing two draft books this year. One's going to be the post combine that I'm hoping to have done in about a week. That's for every Patreon member. You get access to that. And then we're going to go through and clean up and finalize and add a lot more stuff to it and release another one in about a month from now before the draft. Um, and so you're going to get all my notes, all of our notes, everything that you can on these players, uh, which I'm excited about. So I, I'm just going to say I don't like this, but I, let's stick with it. Let's just say Derek Hall. Okay, we're going to draft Edge out of Auburn. Derek Hall, we love him. We traded up for him. We see something we like. We have one pick left in the third round. Um, and you can see a lot of these players are still on the board. Carl Brooks still there. Um, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, if you want a slot guy, not seeing a whole bunch of guys that I'm just like totally in love for. I do like Ojomo, um, defensive interior. See, Isaiah McGuire still there. There's not a big difference in pick 62 and pick 100. There is a difference. There's a difference, but there's not a big difference. You tier these players, right? Like I said, I've got 13 first round picks. I haven't totaled up my second round guys yet, but it's got to be a big number. It's going to be like 40, right? Um, and then after that, the third to fourth round guys are so close to each other. You're kind of picking something that you like to kind of, you know, fit a certain scheme. Like, for example, Byron Young, PFF is really low on him. They have him 108. My argument would be Byron Young's probably going second round. Uh, way he tested just ultimate speed edge, but we traded up for a speed edge. So we're not going to do another one of those. I don't like that. Um, so, you know, we're sitting here. I, I'm not a big fan of what's available at this point. Um, I do like some of the safeties. I like Christopher Smith out of Georgia, the safety. You know, he was awesome. 5'11", 195, fits everything that the 49ers need and want. And, you know, just a freak. Obviously, all those Georgia people are. So I'm going to go there. And I'm just going to stop there, and we're going to rehash this, and we're going to look at what it would take or what it would look like to trade some future capital and what that will kind of frame it that way. So, you know, PFF didn't like our trade. Uh, they gave us a C-. minus. They gave us a C- minus in the pick for Derek Hall. They gave us a B-plus in the safety pick from Georgia Christopher Smith. Uh, not saying this is what I want to do. I didn't like it. But this is the purpose of mock drafts. We're in that season where you go through and you're like, okay, do we like the way this shaked out? Or, man, that was gross. <laughs> I, I really don't like that. And that's kind of how I feel after this first run. Me no likey. Um, I, I do not want to do this. And teams do this as well. NFL teams do this considerably so many times in a row, and they're just like, no, 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 no. Okay, let's scratch that one off the board. So let, let's move away from that. Now, um, again, if you want to know how to support the show, we're going to redo this whole process, but trade some future capital and see how high we can get and see if the ca uh, the caliber of player changes and if that's worth it. But before we do, 
best way to support the show right here, Patreon. No questions asked. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49ers podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything, depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. All right, really, really excited. Um, again, we are doing our Wednesday watch parties going through the 1994 season on Zoom, which is awesome, man. Had such a great time last week. Uh, that's going to be 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Standard time on Zoom. The link's already posted. I'll repost it uh, probably Wednesday. Um, so you can join us there as we watch through that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Now, let's go back through this. Um, we're going to do the same thing. Click the 49ers. Three rounds. Fast. Um, but what I want to do is I want to look at how high we can get trading future draft capital, okay? Um, so if I stop it, uh, here we are at pick 33. So we're right at the top of the second round, um, and let's just say I'm offering a third-round pick this year and our second-round pick next year. And you can see um, it's 0% chance this will be accepted. So we're offering number 99 and our second rounder for pick 33. Uh, the Houston Texans said, no way, uh, not going to do it. So let's resume the draft. Now we're down to pick 40. And again, I, I just want to see, we're just playing with numbers here. Is this even likely to be accepted? And it's not. Um, we can throw in. Our number 99 pick, our number 157 pick, and our second rounder next year for pick 40, still 
uh, 26th chance of being accepted. I don't like it. Um, so we're going to resume the draft, go down a little further. Now we're at pick 46. And I'm just playing with these numbers because I want to see where that sweet spot is, where you could jump back up. Is there a player that you're in love with? Not saying they should do this. I'm saying, would they be willing to? Let's play it out, right? So here we got the Patriots on the clock at pick 46. I've got offering the number 99 and our second round pick next year. Now, the 49ers are expected to be good. So you're talking about a pick 55 or later, right? So you're you're giving two picks, but man, I'm going to want something back next year. What if I get their six round pick next year? It goes from a 49% chance to get done to a 38% chance. What if I get their seventh? That changes from 49 to 46% chance. But if I want to keep my picks, Niners are pretty good with late round picks. Why not? Let's just see if this gets accepted. I'm going to offer it. You know, you can force the trade on PFF if you want to be that way, but I don't like to do it. Uh, <laughs> I want the computer to, to reject me if it's not a thing. So offering number 99 this year and our second rounder next year for 46 this year and their seventh rounder next year. I offer the trade. Ah, oh, rejected. They said no. So I'm going to resume the draft. Pause it just a couple picks later. Now we're at 51. It's the Seahawks. Yuck. Uh, but we, we've done draft trades with the Seahawks in the past. Uh, so, and now you can see the sweet spot has come because for the 51st pick in this draft, we offer number 99 and our second rounder next year, 100% accepted. Seahawks want more picks. You know, they, they're, they're greedy. They want them all. So I want something in, in, in response. I can get a fifth next year or even a fourth next year. And we're still talking business. So I, I like this. We'll see the players that are available here in a second. We're offering the 49ers to give up number 99 and a second rounder next year. In return, the 49ers are getting the 51st overall pick and a fourth rounder next year. Okay? Um, so uh, it's got a 61% chance of being accepted. I'm going to offer this trade. Boom. We got business. The 49ers are on the clock. Now, as we scroll through these names, this is where I want you to tell me in the group, uh, in the chat, yes or no. You like this one or you don't. Right off the bat, uh, wide receiver Josh Downs, um, Kansas State, Felix, Uzama, I'm going to mess up his first name, hell of a player. Um, really, really do like this kid. Uh, he just he played really, really well. He's 6'4", 255, incredible player, bend. He's a traits guy. Just absolutely incredible player that he fits exactly what the 49ers need. Just a, he can do it all from the defensive inside. I love that. Double uh, A is available. The edge from Northwestern. Um, Ada Boore. Uh, Steve Avila, guard. TCU. Really, really high on this guy. He's a little bigger than what the 49ers usually like. He can play guard and center. So if you're wanting to trade up for a center type, Steve Avila is pretty great. Um, doesn't exactly fit the body type that the 49ers usually like. He's more of a, how do I say this, Aaron Banks than he is a, you know, Daniel Brudskill, right? He's a bigger dude. But if the 49ers want to stay with that, uh, Tobias says, I like this trade if there's any good tackles left. Well, I'm scrolling down. Uh, there is Matthew Bergeron who, let's just be very, very honest and very, very real. 
322. Solid, solid, solid. But man, uh, I'm just going to be really honest with you. I've done some Bergeron tape, and I have constantly said, you know what? Uh, <laughs> if there is a guy that's like good old uh, Mike McGlinchey, it's Matthew Bergeron. Hey, look at PFF's write-up on him. Where can he prove mentality? Uh, steadiness is his calling card, but would love to see him get a little more violent and take the fight to the defense. It's just he he hangs on a lot. He, he's a hang-on type tackle that gets beat consistently, but is able to hold on in an ugly manner. Uh, he is from Quebec, which I like. Now, you know, you talk about kind of where he fits. He's good, uh, and I do think that he kind of he could fit into our system, but not right away. So, like, I don't like that. Now, here's what I will say about Bergeron. If Bergeron's available at 99, I love the pick. If I'm trading up a future second for Bergeron, I hate the pick. But if you're talking tackle, you got to be all right with that. I, I'm not even going to be upset. Let's see what other tackles are available. Is sometimes PFF buries people on their uh, thing. Oh, here we go. So this gives you a better pit, a picture. Uh, Cody Mock from North Dakota State, right? Played with Trey Lance. He's available. Break Freeland, who I really, really like. Had one of the best combines, athletic fit, all those things from BYU. He is there. Um, those are probably the three. Now, Cody Mock. He's the all-name, all-picture team. No front teeth, big old red-headed, just barbarian-looking cat. 6'6", 303, fits everything. Um, fits every team. He's going to be fun, a locker room guy, very athletic. Um, yeah. <laughs> David Marzao, he says, I like Mock, five-position player. Yeah, he he's awesome. I really, really do like him. I, I would have no problem. So my question to everybody, and let's throw that out there. Would you be comfortable trading a third and a second to jump up and get this cat, Cody Mock? Slide him in at right tackle. He's played with Trey Lance. He fits the scheme. He's athletic. He's a great locker room cultural fit. Uh, questions. You know, he, he's got let, – let me um, – I'm going to pull this down for a second. Okay, hold on just a second. Let me pull up my draft write-up. I don't want to mess this up too much. So let, let me pull up my draft write-up on Mock because, you know, here's just some more stuff that I have on him. Um, fluid athlete, can play all five spots, versatile. He's probably one of the most versatile guys in the draft. Locating space looks easy. Probably move inside at the best level is his ceiling. That's every Shanahan offensive lineman that's ever been drafted. Plays with the mean streak. Um, never seen a block he didn't want to finish. Barrel roll king. Loves planting a defender, then flipping over the top of him. Um, yeah, I mean, just awesome. So much fun stuff. Grew up in North Dakota. Now, here's my question. If the 49ers are going to trade it for a player, you know there's one box that has to be checked. And guess what? This dude, Mountain Valley Conference honor roll. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and so if, if you've got that check mark, for, you know, all, all that kind of, you know, the the academics, the off the field, he's got it in spades. I'm not sure I want to tra do this trade, but if you did do the trade, you could do a lot worse than Cody Mock. I, I think I have no problem with this. Worst case scenario, you get a great guard, you kick out 
Spencer Burford. That's worst case. Um, now let, let's see. Uh, I, I would do the trade for the tight end from Iowa. He's there. Sam Laporta was there at our last one. Darnell Washington is there as well. They are very low on tight ends on PFF. Tucker Craft is there as well. Now, we traded up to pick 51, which I think is kind of the sweet spot where one of these guys will fall because I think probably two to three tight ends go in the first round. But again, if you're trading all that, you're trading for a cat that at best is going to get 15 to 20 snaps in that number two tight end. They're not taking away snaps from you know George Kittle. I, I would prefer Darnell Washington because he's a better blocker, but Sam Laporte is amazing as well. Um and again, these are the types of questions that you ask yourself. Are, are we okay with do we want to do this? Do we not want to do this, right? Um you know, corners, I don't think you want to trade up for corners here. Darius Rush would be good. They're really low on him. I'm high on Darius Rush out of um South Carolina, but you know, it's, 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 it's a fun th way to play edge, man. There's some good edges. I like Foskey. I like Derek Hall, but I, I want to be honest with you. If I'm sitting here and this is the board and I did trade up, I'm taking Cody mock. So let's take Cody mock. We got our tackle. Now we've got two picks left in the third round. Let's just see how we can kind of round out the top part of this draft to see how we walk away. You know, and see, this is, again, when things go poorly. They have Sam Laporta, who's their 50th-ranked player, falling to 101. That's ridiculous. They have Carl Brooks falling, their 56th player falling as well. I, I don't like that. But, you know, if we're just sticking to the big board and this happens, yeah, you run Sam Laporta in there. I'm just going to take him there, and we can kind of see how this shakes out. I really want an edge player. Isaiah McGuire is somebody out of Mike, uh, Missouri that they've met with. So I'll just draft him. Not my favorite player. Kind of just, you know, a jack-of-all-trades guy. Not a sexy pick. So let's see how they, they graded this. The trade, they gave us a C+. The pick of Cody Mock, they gave us a D-. Sam Laporta was an A+, obviously. Isaiah McGuire, the edge player to Missouri, C plus. So again, the, you know, the, the whole purpose of this exercise is to just kind of play around and see where things fit. Is this worth it? Is it? Is that something you want to do? Right there, I'm saying no. I don't want to trade a second and a third for Cody Mock. I don't. Because I don't see him as a pure tackle. Now, if as a franchise, I see Spencer Burford can play right tackle. I feel comfortable signing Daniel Brunskill to play right tackle. Um, and so then I want to slide him in or something along those lines. So then maybe you could have that conversation. If you see him as a starting caliber player, I'm not so sure I'm there. I'm not so sure I'm there. Uh, Gregus, he says, need a speed rusher. Might be able to grab one in round five. If you just want a developmental speed guy, those guys do exist. And you can get them later. But again, my question is, and I do, I want a speed guy so bad. If you just get a speed guy, man, what, what's the role now of the guy that we drafted in the second round last year? You know, what's that look like for Drake Jackson? Because Drake Jackson's not a speed guy, but I do see him as a situational pass rusher with upside. Maybe now is the time to get him those snaps. That's a good question. Uh, but yes, this defense was the best in the NFL last year. 
any metric you want to look at. Number one. Number one. But they have been lacking the speed off the edge, right? Uh, I got a need. The need for speed, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's what we've been missing. So Tim says, what second-year players do you see stepping up? I love that. Um, you know, we've seen just a constant progression of these red shirt players that we have, to, you know, again, I, I made the t-shirt, uh, I got drafted by the 49ers. All I got was this red shirt. Um, Quantrez Knights at the top of my list, you know, corner slash safety, but I think corner is probably going to be where he's going to be at slot and or outside corner. I, I really like him. Taylor Hawkins at the safety spot. Really like him, but Kalia Davis, Kalia Davis, the true, you know, red shirt. He was injured. They drafted him anyway. They sat him for the year. I think he's going to have one of the easiest paths to playing time of these new second-year players, the defensive tackle. He's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, penetrating, slasher, that kit, that cat's going to be fun. Offensively, Nick's the kill, top of the list, Jason Poe. Can one or both of them step in to that center position? Because if you think that they can, then you're letting Jake Brendel walk and go get paid elsewhere. That's going to be huge. That's going to be absolutely gigantic. Because at free agency, which happens very, very soon, um, March 13th, uh, we're recording this on the 6th, Monday, uh, March 6th. March 13th starts the open um tampering period then the 15th is when you can sign players and all that kind of stuff um and so like there there's a lot there for sure now if we are looking at just kind of you know where things fit man you got to see who they bring back because it tells you something right if they don't bring back Brunskill and they don't bring back Jake Brindle, then Nick Sakel is going to be a starter. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. But if they do bring back some one or both of those guys, now you're saying, okay, Nick Sakel, Jason Poe, they just see them as backups, and that's just kind of going to be their role for a while. So that that's kind of where that is. And, of course, got to throw out J.P. Mason, who was great his first year. Um, hopefully that continues. Coach Cruz, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, he says, what about Rajon Wright um, later in the draft? Rajon Wright was one of the players um, out of Oregon State that the 49ers had a meeting with, and I did not have him on my initial breakdown. Um, he's a cornerback, and I can tell you this, Pac-12 academic honor roll, 6'2", 200. Again, I talk about those thresholds for safeties. Like, you got to fit a physicality standpoint to play defense in the 49ers defense. 6'2", 200, check, check. You got the height, you got the weight, and you've got the mentality, academic honor roll. I haven't done a write-up on them, though. Um, so I'm just going to be very honest with you. It's so funny. We did 293 players before the combine. And then Steph Sanchez, the, the amazing human beast that she is, starts coming out with all these players that have had interviews with the 49ers. And so then I got to go back and do those. Uh, I'm still diving in the combine. I'm not even halfway through uh, the combine yet. But um, once I'm finished with that, then I'm going to go back through all the players that the 49ers have had meetings with and start doing write-ups on them. Rajon Jones, or, uh, he fits into that category 
for me, uh, that's where he is. So uh, just so you kind of understand where that is. So, uh, but yeah, Rajon Wright, sorry, not Jones. Uh, Oregon State corner. Oregon State got some corners, man. You want to watch defensive line play this year? Watch Illinois. Watch Georgia. Watch or Oregon State. Like those three, like they've got multiple guys, man. Um, if you want to throw in Alabama, that's fine. But um, those three schools, holy cow, fit exactly what the 49ers want in secondary players. Uh, good question there. Um, Gregus, what's up, man? He says, uh, what does John think of Leroy Watson? That reminds me of the old video, right? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, there it is, Seymour Butts. Leroy Watson. Um, again, another one of those guys, I sadly, I have not done yet. If I pull up just uh, a basic write-up on him so far. Um, oh, Leroy Watson, that's the guy that we had last year um, from UTSA, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, Leroy Watson played tight end next to Spencer Burford last year or two years ago at UTSA, the Fighting Roadrunners. Then they brought him in um, as a practice squad player and hung on to him. Once they got him, they kept him. So he fits the highly athletic, very, very large body. And again, like high upside. Because again, this was a guy that was playing tight end, then moved to tackle. Like, where does he fit? And so special teams would be the way for him to get on the active roster. And then probably as a blocking tight end slash tackle, like he's got a long process. And so let me say this, you know, he's going to be on the 90 man roster. And I think he's probably going to be a two time practice squad player. And what I mean by that is he was so raw. He was raw for the practice squad. Now he's going to be a practice squad player. And I think that the goal there would be, 2024 right so you keep him for another year on that practice squad because you saw something and you're trying to get him to that place could eventually be on a career path to somebody like an alex barrett right uh somebody that just you keep bringing back because he could do so many things but when push comes to shove he's not really a guy that you bring up on the active roster i don't know if that makes sense uh but yeah so that's where we're that's where we're at um and so, yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's just such a fun process jumping into this stuff, the trade stuff, where everything fits, where it doesn't. Draft stuff, we're going to be in this. This is going to be our wheelhouse for a minute. Uh, but I want to say thank you to Clayton, the man behind the scene. My throat's going out. Sorry about this, guys. I've been yelling too much. <coughs> Those dang Mavericks. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, you guys are awesome. Until next time, you know I love you guys. And unlike my voice, you guys stay strong, faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.